0: The pride of Limerick.
1: The young man named Sean Sheehan.
0: The MMA media, Don Graham McDonald. The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. I see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Fault three of an episode, Kid August there, the severe MMA podcast. It's Mr. Sean Ashia Khan, August Tommy, Le Graham McDonald. This week, we're going to talk about UFC Fortaleza, UFC London. Uh, we're going to look at the A.C.B. card a little bit. Uh, talk about McKinsey Dern and look at your, uh, your questions as well. If you didn't know what I said in the intro, there it's Shocked in the Gaelga Irish Week. So we said we'd uh, we'd started off with a bit of Irish this week. Graham, are you, I know you're a big fan of the Irish language, big big fan of heritage and all that. So were, you, were you happy with that? You, how are you getting on? Shocked in the Gaelge, How's it going for you?
1: Yeah, I'm very good at Irish. Uh, I got it all. Yeah, you have, a,
0: and you can tell by my Irish. Oh, what did I get? I, I got a, a B1 in Pass Irish in Levensart. There you go. For anyone out there, knows how good that is. I I was, I did uh, honours, and um, I, was, I was told I couldn't go down to Pass Irish, and I did like eight subjects, you only have to do six. And I was like, I'm doing pass Irish because I hate Irish and they like wouldn't let me go. So I just left the class and went down and went to pass and I got to be one. So there you go. I'm absolutely class at Irish. But um, nobody, nobody probably cares about that. They probably came nobody. here to to talk about MMA and let's let's do that. Uh, we're going to get straight into it this week. And we're going to look at the UFC Fortaleza card, which I didn't stay up for, but I, I went back and watched. and I know you set up, Graham. P- pretty good card overall. What, what were your highlights from it? We'll give it to you in a, in a, big, uh, a big question yeah. like that.
1: I was actually out of the 30th and I got back for the last couple of fights and then watched yeah. them back after that. But, uh, yeah, the, I, they all they they all were good, the ones I saw. And um, I went back and watched all of them. And the, the Joe Soto fight was very good, although I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But I think uh, the ref kind of
0: screwed up a little 100% yeah we haven't actually talked about it yet but uh we, we we'll get into that we, we'll get to the main event first I suppose but this is the kind of one where we won't talk about talk much about the main event because it was not really the main event there was a of more important fights on the card but um it was I suppose it was the typical fight we were expecting I wrote my preview on it last week and it went exactly as uh, I predicted, and I think most people predicted it wasn't. You know, I don't think this was uh, this was a hard one to break down. Vitor came out, he threw a spin back kick, threw a few strikes, missed, whiffed on him. Uh, Gaslam walked him down and finished him. Basically, that was the that was the high and low of it. Was there anything in the fight that you saw that wasn't that stood out, or was it? Um, did go, is yeah, I think Gaslam's
1: out? getting he's still improving. Now. His movement seemed seemed very good again. Um, <clears throat> he kind of came on the Ultimate Fighter. He was kind of a wrestler, grappler, kind of getting the rear naked choke was kind of his go to. But now, now he looks very comfortable everywhere. And I think uh, middleweight, middleweight is actually good for him because he, he just can't consistently make welterweight. So there's no point, there's no point being there if you can't make a runner, run up run the title or run to the top guys.
0: I suppose that was the main thing going into it and coming out of it is should he stay at middleweight, should he stay at welterweight? And I I think to agree with you. I think he should stay at uh, say middleweight. Like he'd big big problems making welterweight. And when you're a guy like Aslam who who has the the ability, I know. Okay, he's not. His size could be an issue, but I think he fights in such a way that his his size mightn't be the biggest issue in the world because he fights long and he. You know, we're going to I'm going to speak about it a lot on this podcast. Definitely, we someone asked us uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week even, what what was the most underutilized thing in MMA, and I said the jab, and I think this card showed that. And I think Gaslam used it extremely well and always uses it extremely well. And I think his small stature, as I said there, he fights like a bigger man. You know, a lot of people don't use the jab well. Like you see it like John Jones using it and stuff. Gaslam uses it very, very well. And I think he could have success in the middleweight division because of that.
1: Yeah, he's already like <laughs> he's already taken out TKO and KO and two top guys in, in Vitor and Tim Kennedy. Like so I don't think I don't think um I don't think there's any any reason to be rushing down back down to welterweight anyway. Uh, if it's if 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 it comes to the stage where he's just getting outsized and out-strengthened or out uh, out muscled, then then maybe think about it. But I think he's a he's a strong guy naturally. He seems he seems to be strong, and I I I agree that he should just he should just stay at middleweight for the foreseeable future anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd agree. I think putting away top
1: guys, like why move?
0: Yeah, what's the point? Like, there's a like, why would you just cause yourself the bother of going back down to welterweight and miss weight again? And like, I don't think he's a particularly big welterweight either. To be honest, he he can definitely make welterweight, welterweight, no problem,
1: really. But he just can't. So (laughs) there's no point where he's been been trying to, he's been missing and hitting weight for a couple of years on and off. It's it's he's losing part of his purse every time he misses weight as well. So I'm sure that's part of it for him as well. Obviously, the the weight cut is obviously. Um, if you if, if you can compete at the highest level without doing it, then or without without doing an extreme weight cut, then that would be ideal, really, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely, and the fact as well that he has a loss to Tyrone Woodley, who's the champion at welterweight, gone down there. You know, are you going to get the title shot even if you work your way up there? Now you have two wins at middleweight, and we know when lads change weight divisions that, you know, the, the wins are still there, but maybe they don't they don't count as much as they would you know in the division where they actually happened but I, I think you know I think there's a lot of winnable fights from there I'd love to see him fight someone like Robert Whittaker I know a lot, a lot of these guys are booked but I'd love to see him fight Chris Weidman I think the most sassy fight would be a good fight you know there's a lot of a lot of good fights there he called out Anderson uh, Silva afterwards uh, in the octagon any of those would to you what about the Anderson fight?
1: Yeah I don't know I don't, I don't like that for Anderson I um... Yeah. He's basically feeding Anderson to Kevin Gaslam. Maybe, maybe WME IMG will do that if they think Kevin Gaslam could be a, a future star. But I prefer to see Anderson in kind of um, uh, legend matches, kind of nearly, like Bellator would do with Anderson nearly.
0: What about Vitor? Would you like to see him fight Vitor? Vitor said he wants his last fight yeah. to, uh, to be in now. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I'd like to see that. Yeah, uh, there was a, a lot of bad blood between the two because I think they trained together. And- for Moving camps constantly and kind of falling out with people, and um, obviously Anderson's upper front kicked him in the face the last time. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd watch that again if it would like could be a good send off for both of them as well. It would be a, it'd be a big fight in Brazil as well. I'd say. <sighs> Main event, yeah.
0: I actually think it kind of does make sense, even though Vitor is coming off of uh, you know, a lot of losses. I think he's what is he last three of his last four or something like that. And Anderson has won uh, what does he won two in the bounce now? He's He won against Brunson anyway in his last fight, definitely. But um, I think it, I, as you said, there could headline a card in Brazil, could even be like something like a Fox card or something like that. I think he could definitely uh could definitely do that and sure and, and
1: Tito, in, in uh, Tito Ortiz years uh, Vitor mostly about 140 or so
0: <laughs> he's a young dinosaur leave him alone. Yeah.
1: He's let me him. tell you how you're feeling uh,
0: <laughs> he's the best light everywhere of the night but, uh, <laughs> but the thing about uh Vitor Belfort is like looking at him and looking at the uh, I'm not a big fan of looking at these uh before and after pictures but <laughs> with Vitor Belfort
1: well. It's, yeah. No, it's just a light man. It's just a shadowing and the light. It's it's the angle, it's the angle.
0: Kung Lee knows. He knows how to take light. It's that. It's that UFC <laughs> photographer man. He just uh, he, he he that camera puts on fifty pounds. You know, or takes off fifty pounds <laughs> of <pounds>,
1: pure muscle. <laughs> pure muscle. Yeah.
0: But I suppose there was a reason Vitor was kind of the poster child for TRT all along, and people maybe that even we said it on here. Maybe that was a little bit unfair because there was other guys in it as well, but. It kind of shows now why he was the poster by for TRT because look at him now he's like a shell of a man you know he's like Wayne Rooney in, over the last 2 years you know he's he's like
1: I uh, hear like, he's not that bad on stage. <laughs> he's, he's not on one stage. come on he's like
0: Chelsea Fernando Torres like that's what he's like He's just god he looks he he yeah, just he so
1: comparison, actually,
0: yeah. yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. it's like I personally I want Vitor to leave the UFC and go fighting Ryzen and get back on the TRT and t- to see TRT <laughs> I want to see <laughs> it. Take like, people's eyes okay. out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just mash people with it. spinning head kicks. Like, it'd probably take him a good while to um to get back on the stuff like, uh, obviously, like, we're not accusing him of anything here because he was on TRT. Le- no, he was on TRT <laughs> <laughs> legally. He could get back on it again. You know, he obviously has a medical need for it. You can see that by his traps. Like that, uh, <laughs> Those traps aren't the same as they were before. But, uh, yeah he's he's just not the same and seeing him fight now it's kind of sad because he's a pale shadow of himself but it's for someone like me who would be relatively pro um testing and anti-peds i think it's a good thing to see someone like that but at the highest level at least when you're in the wild west like risen or you know probably back in there or something like that that that's the place for it really let him let him go over there and do it so i think uh that'd be (laughs) wiser. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Looking like if you're looking back at Vitor's career, and you're expecting him to be the same fighter again, that's that's just not going to happen. If you're putting him in against Anderson Silva. <laughs> That's another one we spoke about. Anderson Silva against GSP last week it could look like shadows of themselves. That'll definitely look like shadows of themselves. If you put Anderson in against uh against Vitor, and I'd like I'd probably pick Anderson in that. But um, where would you go next with, with Gastelum Do you think he's he's ready to be pushed into the top five, top ten? He's ranked number 10 at the moment, but Vitor's yeah. ahead of him, so he'll be pushed up. Yeah, I,
1: don't, I think they won't give him Anderson Silva. So you have to look between like Whitaker, Musasi, Wyman, Jack Array. And then Rockall, Romero, and Bisbing are the only people ahead of him. So, Missassi's um, booked. I think Whitaker's booked as well.
0: Whitaker's fighting Jacker, isn't he? Rockall seems to be the only one not booked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is he still injured, Rockall? I
0: think he's just coming back nowadays. I think he's waiting to get booked pretty soon. So.
1: Yeah, well, we could make that happen. I, 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 you, whoever wins that would be right in position to to fight for the belt then. So it would uh, it would work out no matter who wins that one for the UFC
0: yeah could be there's but there's. i suppose there's a good few fights coming up now uh over the next two or three weeks like as you said Rockhold uh, very
1: big You were talking about kathlin being such mm-hmm. a middleweight, but I think out is a big middleweight as well like it might cause him some trouble
0: huge yeah i wouldn't mind seeing him fight the winner of Wideman against Musasi. that's coming up in uh in three weeks time at ufc 210 i believe like Wideman, what he lost to uh he obviously lost to Rockall, then he lost to uh UL Romero. If he picks up one there, I don't think he's getting into back into title contention with that one victory over Musasi. I think that Gaslam fight would be a pretty, pretty good fight. Um, I'd, I'd like to see that if uh if they can pull it off. But um let's move further down the card. We'll talk about Shogun versus Vellante in a second. But for me, the best fight in this card, and the main of I'll take Ariel one Wani's one uh, words for it, the people's main event. Was Edson Barbosa against Benil Dariush? And for me, watching this fight, we got robbed of Habib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson a couple of weeks ago, but we were given this, and I, like I was given a bit of stick uh, for saying this is one of my favorite fights of the year, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But I, I thought it was just a phenomenal fight. I thought it was an absolutely, I, I think it's one of the most high-level fights in the history of the UFC. To be honest, I thought it was absolutely. Just brilliant, brilliant fight. Darius for me was winning easily, was, was tying with uh round, yeah. Barbosa, and Barbosa came back in late in the first round and in the second round. And even on in, in the second round, Barbara Darius plenty of it, slowed down a little bit and obviously got knocked out clean with, with that uh with that flying knee But did you were you as high in this fight as me or am I going overboard here?
1: Um, oh yeah, you're probably you're a big fan of Darius, he's your boy, isn't he? He is. Um, but I, I like him as well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it was one of the best fights of the year, but or it probably is one of the best fights. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like. Oh, man, but I was I saying
0: it. that before, and I mean, I was. Oh, okay. Not oh, after. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the saw matchup as well. Like, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, I always love Bar- Barboza fighting. He's just like, I think, I think, was it Mike Bon or somebody posted? He's, he's got the, he's got the, the spin kick, the jumping knee. What else was it? Wheel kick, wheel kick, leg He's, kick, leg kick. He's got all these knockouts inside the UFC. So when he throws, when he throws a kick or a knee, he throws to finish, and that's always exciting. But it can, it can also lead to him getting tired. But I think both of them, both of them started to get tired in this fight. And uh, there was a sloppy shoot for for a takedown, and Edson Barboza timed that knee so perfectly, just an absolutely beautiful knockout like, that'll be on highlight reels for years.
0: The last 15 seconds of that fight are, like, I watched him this morning. I watched him maybe 50 times over again because it was just brilliant. Like, if you go back and watch the scene, right at the very end, right, um, uh, Darius throws a jab and he goes down and he gets kneed and knocked out, right? If you wind back 15, 20 seconds before that, Barbosa throws a jab goes down, and gets kneed in the head. The exact same movement. What happened in the knockout happened the opposite way around, about 15 seconds before it, right? So you could see that. That was like, that was, you know, new in both their brains. And then a, a second later, Darius tried to do the same. He jabbed but he um uh, barboza kind of backed away from it he didn't he didn't do it he you know he didn't throw the knee then he kind of jabbed again and he fainted at one stage and then Bar- Barbosa knew it was coming like he threw the knee if you watch it he threw the knee before darius ducked the head it was just It was one of the most unbelievable beautiful knockouts i have ever seen you know i thought it was absolutely brilliant. like there was a four there was four different like it happened the other way around didn't darius tried to to get down then he fainted, going down. Then he went down, and then Barboza knocked his head off with a flying knee. You know, all in the space of fifteen seconds. I like. I thought it was just. I thought it was just unbelievable the way it happened and the knockout. You know, you you can't rule a guy like Barboza. I was watching a little bit of the fight companion. Joe Rogan kept saying it. You can't rule him out. You can't rule him out. It's just unbelievable. Isn't it?
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It's um, like Barboza. Kind of sometimes in the past has been known to kind of fade. <clears throat> When it starts going against him, he kind of maybe maybe kind of gives up a little too easy. But he seems to have toughened up recently. Yeah, like he seems to 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 be more well rounded in the kind of mental side of things. He always had the, the kind of physical side of it or the the fighting side of it. But now he's actually a real contender. Like he he's he's very dangerous. Like he, what style of matchup would beat him? Like to take him down, hold him down, style. But it's very hard to do that with such a powerful, explosive guy. And every time you shoot in, you, you're risking getting kneed in the face, like like Darius did. So he he's we, really well rounded now, and he's actually he's he's at the best place in his career now. I think like that's that's I'm just going to pull up his record here, but I think that's probably his best, most impressive win, just due to the due to the, the viciousness of it. And I know Terry Adam was obviously a beautiful knockout, but Terry Adam isn't not, is near was nowhere near the the level of uh, Benil Darius. I I'm, he, has, he has yeah. decision wins over Pedersen and a couple others but actual like finished was 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 devastating like and that's going to that's going to put some some fear into people shooting for takedowns on uh, Edson Barbosa.
0: Yeah. I've like a little bit of a, an issue here though it. I think Mark Hin- Mark Henry is obviously uh, Edson Barbosa's coach here and I think he's one of the best coaches in the world at actually teaching you how to do things like teaching you how to kick or how to keep your hands up or how to defend strikes or how to punch you know all all that stuff but i don't think he's the best game planner in the world like we've seen it with uh, a lot of his fighters with, with edgar with um with eddie alvarez with chukagam and a lot of them i don't think i think they're all really really technically good but i think they need someone else to come in there and help them with their game plans. like i thought it was the same on, at the weekend, I didn't, like, I don't think it was Barbosa's best performance, I think it was one of his best knockouts, definitely, but I think there was a lot of things that he could have done, and listen to the cornering advice, where he just kept saying, get your hands up, get your hands up, like, I spoke about the jab earlier on, I think Barboza should have been jabbing a lot more to try to keep um, Dariush off him, because what Darius was doing, and Brian San, I thought, his commentary was absolutely brilliant on it, he said exactly what he was doing in the commentary, he's, like, he wasn't letting Barboza plant his feet and get those kicks off or get those big shots off. You know, that big left hook that he loves to draw. He wasn't letting him do that. You know, he was getting in his face and how do you stop him doing that? You lead with your jab. Like you don't let him get inside. You hit him, you know, before he comes in, you do to him what he's trying to do to you. And I know that's easier said than done, but like the job is the first, you know, the first movement to get towards that uh, a lot of the times. And he just didn't really do that. But What your your point there about him? Kind of maybe he would have given up before. He that's exactly true. Like in that situation, rather than you know he was getting overwhelmed a little bit by by Darius. Darius was getting the better of him, and he was still getting into those trenches. You know he was getting into the exchanges. He won some of the exchanges. Like and barboza before wouldn't have done that like i looked at it i was watching the fight and i was like oh his chin is gonna go he's chin. like because it's kind of a thing with barboza i've had for a while that maybe he doesn't have the strongest chin in the world but i think it, i don't know i think it's changing i think it's what you said is right that like he's just getting better at being in the fight because you know he he's a great he was always a great guy when he was in the lead you know like the like the Pettis fight we'll say even though that's closer, but you know what I mean, all fights like that. But when he got behind, he was kind of a guy that used to wilt a little bit, but that's just not true anymore. You know, I thought it was, yeah,
1: I think a lot of people won't realize actually how good uh, Darius mm-hmm. is. We both picked him to, to win beforehand, and he's just an awkward style matchup for Barbosa as well. And it's the kind of fight that Barbosa in the past <clears throat> would probably have lost, <clears throat> and he got to finish here, so definitely shows an evolution, as, as we're saying, in his uh, his maybe his toughness and his his. His gaminess, <laughs> for lack of a better word.
0: I think if someone asked us, I think it was last week as well, who's the most well rounded fighter in the lightweight division? I think we got our answer on Saturday I think it's Bini Lariush, to be honest. I think it is. I think he's he's really, really good, you know, everywhere. And that, they're not okay, he got knocked out, you know cold but everything else before that like, was just like <laughs> <laughs> he was doing so well he got <laughs> he
1: got
0: i i think he's a future champion honestly i'd love to see him fight khabib i know it's probably not going to happen now but in the future if it does happen i would absolutely love to see that but um you know he's still young
1: he's up 26 27 oh he'll, he'll come back, he'll, he'll come back. Yeah, yeah definitely
0: like the thing is over knockouts like that you can come back from knockouts like that. It, you know, it's bad. It got, one's like Terry Teriyatum sometimes you you can't, and obviously he's had his, you know, his trials lately as well. But, you yeah. know, but um, it, as long as he doesn't come back too soon and take another KO, he, you know, from damage you can you can
1: yeah. learn, learn from like Chris Wyden yeah. coming back against exactly. too early against when Ad Mendez against uh, Edgar. Just just give it give it a few months, like it. It's um, you're just going to end up out longer when you if you get KO'd again, and it's just going to affect your career. Like uh, I brought this up before, but own Roddy told us in a, a little piece we did uh, we called the original Roddy going back to his career. He got knocked out, and uh, he tried to go back sparring too earlier, and everything everything was rocking him, or everything was giving him a headache, and he had to take a year off. And then when he took the year off, came back, and he was he was brand new. So I think um, I think people need to respect uh how bad uh, getting getting a brain brain trauma is i know it's not outwardly you can't see it cosmetically but people need to i think people are realizing more and more with with like the nfl case and all that stuff and concussion but i think people still underestimate how much uh how much damage is happening to the brain
0: yeah 100 yeah many pacquiao as well i think is another good example he took the time out you know freddie roach made him take the time out and he came back and you know he got knocked out cold Just worse than barb or worse than um uh daryu even and, and uh, he came back and his looked you know hasn't got knocked out or anything since but um <sighs> looking looking next i suppose it's it's tough to know who, who barbosa is gonna get you have um you have the eddie alvarez tony ferguson and habib in front of him looking at those guys like he's he's already fought uh fought tony ferguson he um you know, his, his last couple of fights are against obviously against Gilbert Melendez and, and Anthony Pettis. So, there's, there's a couple of guys there he could fight,
1: I suppose. You did a Michael <laughs> Johnson rematch,
0: yeah. He could, he yeah, had Johnson obviously looking for a fight as well. But if they're not gonna do this, um, this Habib versus Tony match, I think he's in prime position to fight one of them now. Maybe not Tony because he lost him, uh, what was it last year, 2015.
1: But um, I
0: think I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Habib as well. I know I said Darius, but it's a
1: pretty mate Diaz wouldn't take the fight. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be some fight.
0: We, I think we've a question actually later on, so I, I leave it to Din. din but uh, someone asked about Tony, uh, Tony Ferguson against Net Diaz. Yes, that'd be another very very. Yeah. I'd love to see that. But um, yeah, look, I think both of these guys. I know, <laughs> saying saying again, Darius got get all stiff, but. KO'd but I think both of these these guys come out looking better than they they went in to be honest I think it was just a, a brilliant brilliant fight altogether um, I think the same might be able to be said for Ray Borg against uh, Jucia Formiga pretty, pretty enjoyable fight Formiga especially in the first round I thought was was really really good Um. And Ray Borg kind of just stayed in and stayed in and stayed in and kind of took over and won the third very well. The second was, was kind of close. close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, personally, I picked Ray Borg. Well, not picked Ray Borg, but after the after the fight was over, I was like, oh, I think Ray Borg has won, but I think for me, I'll get the decision. You know, it was one of those ones. But Barg did get it in fairness, you know, to the Brazilian judges and stuff. Um yeah. Just that like control
1: I uh, on top really did it for him.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was how he's going to win as well. You know, that Lewis Smolka winner, maybe people didn't recognize it as much, but I think Smolko is a very, very good fighter. And the way Borg controlled him with his jujitsu as well, you know, it's, and it didn't get caught in anything, you know. There's many people who are, you know, who are going to catch him, if Smolka can't catch him. So yeah, for you me, know, I
1: can't catch him. Who's going to catch him? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I think it's a very, very good fight, and I think Borg probably positions himself now as, you know, he's the next guy. Who, who else is there really? You know, I think uh, obviously Wilson Hayes is fighting, uh, is fighting Demetrius Johnson, Joseph Benavides. Maybe will we'll get it. So who does fighting? Um uh Pettis is younger the younger Pettis, Sergio Pettis, so I think I think it could be it could be Red Ray Barg's time here. So yeah.
1: um, Ian McCall kind of always loitering around there but it's kind of t- difficult to put him in a big spot now at this stage really yeah. it's very difficult to do that.
0: Did he get up did he fight or d- he still hasn't fought? Has no.
1: He? No, he still hasn't fought. Yeah. But yeah,
0: uh, put them in together I'd like to say I may have to fight before. Tim Elliott.
1: Tim Elliott, Tim Elliott needs to fight.
0: Tim Elliott's fighting someone. How oh, did he? He's booked yeah. yeah. He's you think they would have got him here straight away after the
1: biggest performance of his career kind of yeah. i suppose maybe maybe he was injured or maybe yeah maybe he wanted yeah, to coming
0: off. back he's coming back pretty quickly um let me see if i can just see it here oh he's fighting smolka april 15th what do we know oh well there's a fight in March, yeah in a month's time
1: so. i have to go 10 million that one just off the bat yeah know? maybe yeah just yeah. so awkward i just uh, yeah
0: they're both awkward like that's a fucking tremendous fight
1: Tim Elliott's probably the most awkward fighter he used <laughs> he's up
0: there, yeah, he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely up there. Um, but yeah, that's another good fight, and another good division. Uh, what about uh, Shogun against Jean Valente? I suppose <sighs> no, nah. you know, Shogun kind of that da- Shogun always had the dad bod going on him, but he's kind of like the Sean G and dad bod now, you know, he's kind of uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's very flat footed now as well, isn't he? All yeah. them the injuries are really taking their toll on him. They are.
0: I think like Shogun there a couple of years ago went and trained. We mentioned him earlier, went and trained with Freddie Roach for a while. And I think that alone has extended his career because his boxing has got uh, a lot better and he's kind of a different style and he's he's able to fight in a flat footed way. You know, you saw him moving his head a little bit. I know he got nearly got knocked out, but he was moving his head a little bit better, he was getting out the way of shots and he was winning exchanges. Um and you know, yeah. Volante was a, a willing recipient, to be honest, to draw most of the fight. But
1: you know, it was it was kind yeah, of a slow motion. I his fight IQ yeah. is just, it, it, yeah. it's just so bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Like and he I actually thought, has a lot yeah. of the skills. If he, if he could, if he could decide what shot to throw at what time correctly.
0: I thought Shogun was really good as well, especially when he got him hurt. You know, On there's the finish, that cheap going around. Yeah. yeah, that body shot. You know, in between all those other sort of fast finishing. I think shots. That's
1: what that's what rocked him more than anything. I think that's what mm-hmm. made him wobble. I think, to be honest.
0: Yeah, definitely it's Shogun as well maybe he's a guy whose who's chin was, was gone a little bit and maybe you know he hasn't gotten knocked out in a bit and maybe it's recovered a little bit He you know he took a, a couple of good shots yeah. against Volante who hits pretty hard and uh, the last you know, time he was knocked there so in,
1: in, in competition anyway we don't know it in the gym but in competition with OSP back in 2014 so that that's two and a half years ago now mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that's a good uh, that's a good sign he's not even that old Shogun people t- I think people think um, <clears throat> Shogun's older than he is because he's been around for so long. But when he when he was coming in, and he's only like 34, 35, where is he? Hold on. 35. He's 35. Like he, When he came into Pride and kind of started ripping it up, he was so young. That was back in 2003. That was 14 years ago. Like So I think people kind of assume Shogun Shogun's kind of over the hill and far away, but I, I still think he, he can compete. On his day, in shape. Like sometimes Shogun isn't isn't in the best shape, even though he wasn't in the best shape this time. He seemed to have the cardio there, even though his, as you said, his body looked a bit uh old man, old man body. But um yeah, I think um it was a nice it was a nice style matchup for Shogun to to show what he can do. Uh and uh who would you give Shogun next? Hmm.
0: I suppose you're, I know. you know it's kind of the Masters tour going around there again. People, yeah. a few people were sending Rashad if he comes back up there, and they were sending Rashad for uh, for Vitor as well. And you could see yeah. Vitor against Shogun. Mm-hmm. I would mind seeing that. Put the, put them in there together. Now Little Nog is still knocking around there. pack. Cummins There's a lot of options for him. But um, yeah, Ilir Latifi. What about that? Make that happen. I'd we'll watch that.
1: Yeah, definitely watch that.
0: John Valantel probably <laughs> got it because everyone in light everybody's getting caught.
1: But uh, yeah,
0: Shogun. he found the fight just announced uh, as we were uh, as we were coming Up in deep. here. He's fighting a Vulcan Odzimir in uh, Sweden in the upcoming year, oh. which is a pretty good card. That Odzimir was, was was impressive, and he, yeah, did, uh, look, that he looked fight. really well, yeah. yeah, so that should be uh, that should be pretty good. Uh, other fights in this card: Marion and got a, a draw with Betch here. I I scored the draw. Did you? How did you? Have, yeah, you know?
1: third round, ace eight. First two Betch
0: yeah, I thought Renault you know, could have could have robbed it. Uh, I think it was was it the first or second round? One of them was very close anyway. Um, and you know, but I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, that draw. Uh, Alex Oliveira. Tim means good rear naked choke. Means was it means best performance? I think Oliveira. Um, the rematch
1: nobody wanted to see. <laughs>
0: yeah, was that the fight <laughs> where Oliveira kept putting his toes in the octagon
1: like six times? I don't, It was an illegal knee, wasn't it?
0: No, no, but at the weekend the fight.
1: Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I think yeah, he kept using his to kind of turn his hips. Yeah, yeah. Kept pushing off. Six times he did
0: it. it. Like uh, Big John McCarthy, whichever fight it well, was, I think it was this fight. Anyway, Big John McCarthy was refereeing it. Uh, I don't know how he didn't take a point. Like I thought he just kept doing it. Like he warned him a couple of times, and he, he I don't, I have no idea why he didn't take a point, but um. I digress anyway, another strange refereeing decision came in the Joe Soto fight, I know you wanted to mention that.
1: Yeah, um, even before that decision came, it seemed to me like she was the the referee was way too close to the action at times, and they, they couldn't circle uh, a certain way because she would have been in the way, it was kind of like it was weird, and then um, when Joe Soto got cut she kind of came in and touched the fighters and then kind of backed away and then came in and touched them again and then backed away again. And then uh, there was like a choke, it was in the middle of a choke attempt. And then she decided to break it up and stand them up and check the cut. And then she started them standing after that. So it kind of changed the whole course of the fight.
0: Yeah, I thought like you don't, if you're you're stopping that, right, to check the cut, you do it immediately. You don't wait. Like if someone has enough time to get go down and get a choke in and then kind of half lose the choke <laughs> that's too much time like you 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 need to let it go at that point you need to need to let the fight you know continue uh they're fighting there i thought that yeah, was when you
1: touch the fighters you want you want you you want to get in there and break them up properly not just kind of half-heartedly go in and go oh lads do you mind uh, stopping for a second there you got to get in with a bit of aggression like, this is a fight you need to make your presence you need to make your presence known and just call time and get in there don't just kind of half-heartedly go in will i will i do oh, will i oh, yeah i will and then it's a kind of in a scramble and in a choke attempt it, it, it was just uh, it, it just wasn't good refereeing
0: yeah uh what did you think of uh of that result um uh, I had it to to Joe Soto. I think it, it could have gone either way, really. But um, I think the third round definitely was a ten eight. It could have been a it could have been a draw as well. But I I think Soto was the the rightful winner.
1: Yeah, Ronnie, I took the first, but then gassed out badly. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Joe Soto of took over. The
0: blood. <laughs> yeah.
1: He said it felt like there was like the water coming out of his head. He was so much. <laughs> It was
0: terrible. It was one of the worst. soda though is underrated. Like I think I was watching Eddie Bravo Invitational, uh, where he the one where he grappled and. Ever since yeah, he came then, in a short
1: notice for that, I didn't he? He just took that last minute. E- I like right.
0: ever since then, i realized this guy is no joke. Like, you know, a lot of people remember him as the guy who came in on a day's notice and did not too bad against CJ Disha, but got, you know, got finished in that fight. But Joe Soto is a legit guy, like, you know, and I think, uh, I could see him climbing up the ranks and even people think, remember
1: him as the guy with his suit. That's four sizes too big for him.
0: <laughs> that too. I think he could fight it at flyweight, you know, he's a small enough bantam. I think, I think he could, you know, it's probably easier to make run, especially, you know, after obviously getting the one title shot, uh, uh, already at bantamide so maybe that's an option but um i'm not uh, i'm not advocating for someone cutting big weight and stuff we've had enough problems with that recently but um um sergio against davi uh Hamos was just a terrible terrible fight um, <laughs> we won't talk about that one uh michael prazeres choked out josh berkman absolutely destroyed him he's like a little fire hydrant built like James think josh
1: berkman even was. got got, a, got a, any bit of offense away did he, he just got completely no, dominated just,
0: just got destroyed in 41 and um kevin Lee in as well against uh francesco very Trinale. very
1: impressive he looked like it was it was gonna go it looked like it wasn't gonna be his night and maybe tornado was gonna work his his takedown game and kind of wear him wear him out but uh kevin lee like he's 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 a finisher like he he took the back and he wasn't messing around he wasn't he wasn't gonna stay on in hat and side control and take the round he was there to finish and I think I think uh, he looked very tired after the fight, so maybe that was part of his uh, <laughs> his reasoning for for going straight for the finish instead of playing it safe. But it's good to see people take chances uh, um, to go for finishes. A lot of people, like over the years, have have kind of beco- they've started like that in their at, when they're young in their career, finishers, and then they kind of start to play more more and more safe as the the fights go on. And we think of like GSP and Jose Aldo, like they used to be some of the most exciting fighters in the UFC, but now they're very safe. Yeah. So hopefully
0: that doesn't happen to Kevin Lee. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't that impressed with it, to be honest. I think, like I read, Kevin Lee as a guy who could be championship material. Like could be getting up there fighting for championship. I think, you know, if does a good fighter, but if you know, if you're championship level fighter you should be beating him you know and i wasn't beating him easier than you beat him like you know he, i think he was losing that fight
1: and he's always very very good in the first round though you gotta he's very you know, big and strong
0: the crowd as well uh, played. i thought played a big influence on that uh on that fight you know they were very behind uh trinaldo and kevin lee he gave him a bit of stick and stuff before the fight as well so it was yeah it was it was impressive the way he came back and uh, and did it as well but um I'd be looking for him to improve, improve going forward. Um, I didn't see the the Jeremy the the uh, under the fight past prelims, or anything, uh, anything of note there. Clark McLean um, got a knock knockout out of
1: um, yeah, the knockout of Guard McLean was 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 nice. Uh, um, yeah, not too much though. Honey Jason, yeah, yeah. A, guard, uh, back and forth fight, a um, lot of strikes, a lot of output in the Honey Jason fight. A good win for Jeremy Kennedy because Honey Jason is, is is definitely a good uh, a good litmus test. Yeah, see where you're at. Yeah, eight takedowns, downs like eight nine ten takedowns like he's relentless. Nice,
0: right? Let's get to the UFC card this weekend where um, the the Octagon oh, travels to London to uh, is it? The, it is the O2 Arena for a, a terrible main event, but not well, not a terrible main event. It's a good fight, but uh, you know. Doesn't stack up uh, with names.
1: Uh, eastern twenty-five eight. Who doesn't know that level, name?
0: For the level of this card, uh, and but it's not a not a bad undercard. Um, and I suppose the first one we're going to talk about is Irish Joseph Duffy, who takes on uh Resume Daddy over three rounds. And it, here it looks like it's on the preliminary card, which is a bit odd. It's but,
1: um, it was bit oh, is the headliner of oh, the brilliant
0: yeah, fair enough. Joseph Duffy, we we obviously brought out the the uh, mini documentary on him last week. If you haven't if you haven't seen that, go over to severe or um, well, YouTube dot forward slash severe art and and check that out. But he's seen in good spirits and stuff coming into this, didn't
1: he? Yeah, he he actually <clears throat> he seemed kind of more uh, yeah, he seemed happy with himself. I, thought, I think maybe like uh, when you got one file left on your on your deal, it might for some people it might add a lot of pressure and make it a kind of stressful time because it's a, very important to get to to get the win here. And impressively, if you want to. Maximise your 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 uh your your pay on your contract that you're hoping to get from the UFC or from Bellator or whoever. But he seems to be he seems to be pretty laid back about the whole thing. Uh, I think it's a nice style matchup for Joe, so maybe that's part of it. If it's not exactly a a top guy.
0: Yeah, I think it is a good style matchup, but as well, it's a good test at the same time because. Joe's problem, we saw it against Paria, was obviously the wrestling, and he, you know he said that himself. And I think he's his coaches even acknowledged it afterwards that he went back and uh, and worked on it and came in against uh, was it Mitch Clark I think, yeah, and and won that fight in in quick order. So we saw him, at, you know, we we know him, at Daddy. We've seen him in, in the past. Uh, you know, he out wrestles Michael Johnson in Sweden. That's always the fight that sticks he out of Yeah, he, he
1: choked
0: him, didn't he? Yeah, he he. he, he took him down and, you know, just beat him up against the fence before he, he did that. He really dominated uh large periods of that fight with, with his wrestling. So, you know, that's that's definitely um you know, that's definitely a challenge for Joseph Duffy. But you definitely you definitely fancy Duffy going into this, you know, the game has moved on and obviously Michael Johnson as well wasn't a fighter he was back then as well. But um yeah, you look when you're when you see Joseph Duffy fighting, you know what he's gonna bring. He's gonna bring that tight jab, that body work, you know, nice leg kicks, high kicks, brilliant boxing, good defense, good movement. Yeah, very, very like
1: different game. striking styles. Always interesting to watch people who were who are a bit different, like the shoulder up and uh yeah. just the uniqueness.
0: Yeah, brilliant. But I suppose you hit the nail on the head there, last fight of his contract. Are are you and me like it'd be kind of a shame to see him leave the UFC? I know, like Bellator doing doing very good things and stuff like that, but
1: I don't see Chandler and Duffy. But then, what what's left after that? Really, Benson Henderson, Hmm, yeah, okay, but that's about it. Yeah, you know,
0: the Pitbull brothers, Pitbull brothers are knocking around as well. You know, fighting at different weights, and
1: yeah, that's not really that big of a fight, though. I don't think. I think there's a lot bigger fight for him in the UFC, and uh, I think, yeah. Hopefully, I I don't know what he's asking for, but I just don't think Joe would be Joe would be asking for anything outrageous from the UFC. I just think I just don't see him as that kind of guy that would, that would be that would be kind of getting greedy or anything. So hopefully they can sort it out like they sorted it out with Cirkinoff. Hopefully it's just trying to play hardball even to the last minute and then give him the deal because they will have they'll have matching rights with Bellator or with with any other promotion anyway, as I understand the contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So. So, maybe they're just playing hardball and hoping Joe will, will agree. But it doesn't look like Joe's going to back down. It doesn't look like Dodie and me, IMG, are going to back down. So, it's hard to know what's going to happen here. But, yeah, as you say, it'd be a real shame if he uh, if left the UFC at this stage. Yeah.
0: Like, if. I think if Bellator do come in with a, an offer for him, I don't. I think he'll sign for Bellator because I think he's a huge commodity for Bellator. I think, especially with the way they're moving in. You know, yeah, the hu- they've had two Irish cards already, you know, and they've had two london cards what, in the last year less than that even you know probably 10 months or whatever whatever it is he's come out like he's come out for the ufc as well you know that that card against paria obviously you know he fell out because of a concussion i don't know if that's you know an issue why the ufc in the past have done things like that you know have been a bit um you know not so favorable to to, to people like that you know it was not obviously not joe's fault or anything like that and he came back you he fought. didn't want to pull out he, no. he tried to
1: hide it from from everybody i think
0: yeah exactly but like you could definitely see uh joseph Duffy headlining cards for the UFC or bellator in ireland 100 percent. anyway you know that he talked about moving to fed away before you know james gallagher is there as well
1: I, I don't think he talked about that i think it was more like Ergo Keefe and his, his team were yeah. talking about that I, I i just joe is huge like he's he'd be a massive I don't. I don't. I don't like that him going into featherweight I just don't see yeah. why there's you do that. Of,
0: there's plenty of lightweights around Ireland as well. You know, if they wanted to fight someone for him, art. You know, the, as you said, like you know, there's plenty of lightweights in Bellator as well. Reds
1: or Norman, and all these guys.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. he fought. He fought Norman before. There's previous there. You know, there's, you know, there's a lot of guys that you know. Even Peter Creedy fought fought a lightweight before. He's been knocking around with Batman and stuff and. Yeah. You know, you could see Bellator signing him. You know, there's there's definitely fights there to make. So I think, uh, like on far, I'd love to see him stay with the UFC. I think you know, I I think he's top fifteen or definitely at the moment. I think Joseph Duffy can be a top fiver in the UFC, the way he's gone. Like I mentioned a lot, and I suppose it's almost time to stop mentioning it. But he's still not long back to MMA. You know, he's he took a good while off, and went seven fights in boxing, you know, and he came back and to be fighting. You know, anyone would have him ranks top twenty in the world at lightweight you know, in the UFC, the mm. the best division. And for a guy that's, you know, only been back to sport for what two eighteen months, two years, maybe a bit longer than that now, it's you know, that's absolutely phenomenal. He's improving all the time. He's only been a tri star for what a year maybe. You know, and he's he's gonna get better and better all the time. I think it'd be very foolhardy if the UFC let him go.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um let's look at a, a couple of the other fights on this card. Um I suppose your boy um Mark Diakasey is, is fighting on this card as well. Mark Jack Casey is. I'm going to keep calling him Diakasey. I don't care. He's fighting. <laughs> uh, I can't Pac-a-Lin. see him at the moment. Where is Pac-a-Lin? he? Takalun. Takalun, yeah. Well, obviously, you're big on, on Diakasey. Do you, you think he's going to come in and get another big win here?
1: Yeah, I think so. He's moved out to, uh, or he's out in, uh, I think it's Florida AT&T in Miami. So he's out there. Uh, He's out there training for the last eight weeks. I think it is. He's moved out of. Uh, he's left his gym. His several gyms that he was in in uh, in England. He used to drive around a couple hours to this place, couple hours to that place, and back from Muay Thai boxing. And it was all singular. It wasn't like MMA trainings. But now he's over there. I was chatting to him. He says. He says, you know, before he his wrestling training was here. I'll wrestle my striking coach. Now it's now it's like these russians and moldovan <laughs> wrestlers and it's just a much higher standard and he's he's living and he's, he's living right beside the gym just training all day he, he doesn't have to drive anywhere wasting time out of his day and uh i think he feels like he's really taking it to to a new level
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. so hopefully he can show that uh on saturday yeah
0: should be a good fight um go, before we get to the the main card tom breeze another obviously Sarah guy is fighting uh Uluwale, Bam has he, Star, think, oh, has he left
1: Oh, has he? I'm sorry, maybe. I think so.
0: But yeah, th- that should be a good fight. As well. Obviously, he fought, uh, fought Carl Pinder in UFC Dublin a couple of years back and got a big knock out there. So, Tom Breeze is a guy. You know, he's a guy who can be hit and miss, but... When he's he
1: can be very passive sometimes yeah. in the fight, but when he's not, he's unbelievable. You know, when he's aggressive, yeah. he's
0: brilliant. Like so, hopefully he brings that. And I think he will. Uh, Bamboze is one of those guys who will bring the aggressiveness out in him because he's uh, you know he's always aggressive. So that should be fun. Those fight you know Ian against Brett Johns and Bradley Scott against Scott Askham. You know, very good you know local British fighters yeah. there. I think think he needs, uh, a win,
1: needs a win here, uh, yeah. but I just see Brett Johns taking him down repeatedly, relentless wrestling, and going to end a decision here.
0: Scott Askham with the most insane fans in in the world as well. They'll roar they in the <laughs> Yorkshire for like an hour and a row. But uh, yeah, Lena Ansborg as well coming back there. So I was, oh, that, should, that should be fun. Uh, the main card. Um, so there's big Irish interest here as well with two SPG Ireland fighters on it. Gunnar Nelson obviously taking on Alan Joban in the indie comment event. Um, but first, we'll we we'll talk a little bit about Mac. One Amir Kani, who's fighting Ireland Allen. This is really his first fight. I know he his last fight as well, he was kind of just with SPG. I don't think John Kavanaugh Never. caught him in that one, but he will be caught him in this one. He, he tweeted earlier, You're, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what changes Amir has made. You know, he's very impressive before this coming in here against uh, Arnold Allen, who's you know has been over there as well, training a guy with solid all around jiu-jitsu, boxing, everything. So it's, it should be a good fight. I, for for me i don't know i think amercani might be just a little bit too long too big too awkward you could get him on the ground and i i could see him finishing him but uh
1: he's another he, one like kind of like Johns, who's relentless with the takedowns He yeah. just he mess around he just gets you down into his comfort zone um his his last fight was a win over mike wilkinson um in, in a kind of a, a bad blood kind of <laughs> grudge match um I, I, um Mike Wilkinson, obviously, we'll talk about it later. But he he uh, he lost to Brendan locknane at the weekend viciously, so maybe that that win after that doesn't look as good as it did before. But it's it, MMA math doesn't really usually or usually doesn't add up. Sometimes it does, but a lot of the time it doesn't. Um i think i think Amir, i'm not sure what the crack with america is how, how much time he actually spends over in, in SPG Ireland? is it just a few weeks before or? i see a lot
0: of pictures of him there though i'd say he's there a lot I, you know I,
1: hmm. maybe he is these um, days before i think he was kind of coming and going and maybe he had some personal problems i think with uh well ask mike wilkinson about that i go back and watch a few <laughs> mike wilkinson interviews he'll tell you all about it
0: <laughs> how, how could you blame him me anyway? what would he what would he want to be in dublin for for fuck's sake, stay well out of there Amir. Ah, Amir, yeah. Amir am sure. what are
1: you talking about? You're from Limerick. Nobody in Dublin goes to Limerick. Everybody in Limerick comes to Dublin because it's great.
0: Catherine Costigan won there. She turns out Limerick one last week. There you go, undefeated.
1: Ah, I love the Dublin fighters win
0: as Nah, sure, a lot of them lose too. A lot of them, a lot of them. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> anyway, Conor Nelson has been over in the uh, SPG as well. There, I don't think he's been. He's there much, but I think he maybe he's there for the last two, three weeks or or something training with the uh, with the guys. I saw him. I think, uh, I think uh, Brian, not Brian I, I don't know, someone, Peter Queer, one of them had a, had a picture up and uh, he's been over there training with him. So uh, Alan Joban, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when it was um, when it was announced. Good fight, little bit, maybe a little bit underwhelming. You know, there was always talk of Gunnar Nelson against the likes of, you know, Rory McDonald and guys like that. And, you know, t- maybe he's yet to get that one big fight that, you know, that would really you Know what the appetite of people, but Alan Jaban is a, is a good, honest pro and should be a good fight as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. It's always, I always love watching Gunnar, it's just that kind of methodical. If people haven't seen actually, there's like a David Attenborough uh, uh, commentary of, of Gunnar Nelson's fights as if he's like a predator <laughs> out there catch, catching his prey. It's very funny. Um, yeah, I think uh. I think Gunnar Nelson's striking is a bit underrated. I think people always assume it's kind of a grappler against striker matchup when it happened when he gets matched up against a striker, but Gunnar's striking is very good. I think um, the Brandon Thatch fight showed that. Sometimes Gunnar can be a little bit flat, though. He can kind of come out and just kind of do a lot of nothing. So there is that chance with Gunnar Nelson that he'll come out flat, but recently he seems to be a bit more urgent, and uh, I'd say he might uh, mix mix up the strikes a bit at the start and then... uh, Shoot a double leg when he can get his uh, when he can get Joe up against the cage, and uh once he gets it down, I'd say it'll as long as there's thirty seconds left in the round or more, he'll probably get to finish.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that happening. I think Joe Ban will be very anxious to keep keep the fight standing because uh, we know a good good runs since on the ground. Obviously, I said he never got his big fight. Obviously, fought Damien Maya as well, but maybe that didn't go. You know, obviously it didn't go as well for him as he probably would have hoped. But um, yeah, it was actually a
1: really good fight, though. If you watch it yeah, back; it was very very good grappling match
0: just damien maya is just on another level to everyone with when, when it's grappling yeah, another, yeah. it's a high high level gun yeah damien maya is just uh, stratospheric really um but yeah, yeah i'm looking forward to this fight like standing up i think this could actually be a very good fight i like like joban is kind of he's a safe fighter who is a great in exchange like he wins a lot he's first you know and it's a big thing in MMA to be first and he he can be a lot you know so that'll be another challenge for gunner nelson who you know, you're, you say striking in red, I agree, and I think it's more he's he's kind of power striking, knockout striking. You know, I think I think he's very very good at that, just picking those you know those sweet shots to get you know hard guys to get him down as well and, and maybe choke him out. But, but obviously he doesn't wear uh he doesn't wear um strapping on his hands either, does he? He just wears the gloves. Too to Nelson. Remember Did his he? last fight? Yeah, in his last fight, he wore he just wore the gloves. He didn't wear anything underneath him. No bandages in his hands.
1: I didn't even know that was allowed.
0: Mad bastard. Yeah, it is apparently. So there you go. I could be. Am I making that up? No, I'm not making that. Up. That definitely happened. Yeah, but he, I think he did a little bit of it or something. They made him put it a small bit, but he's almost nothing any sense. So there you go. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think we're both picking picking Gunnar Nelson in, in that one anyway. I could, you know, I'd probably I'd probably go with you. I think he's getting he'll get the uh, get the choke out maybe after a knockdown or something like that. Uh, Jimmy Manu against Corey Anderson. I haven't put much thought into this really, Ryan. Ryan's doing a preview of this week, uh, so I haven't broken it down or anything. Just how how, how do you see it? Uh, I know you're a you're a big fan of Beast in twenty twenty nine seven. I was, 50, but then he changed his name to
1: Overtime and yeah. it ruined it for me. It ruined mm, it for me. I I agree. If we change it back, I'll jump back on the bandwagon now. So yeah, if you're listening, just change your name back and you got another fan. <laughs>
0: We um, he trends on Mark Henry's gym, didn't he? After the shit I give him earlier on, he probably isn't. Uh, <laughs> let's
1: hope they don't listen.
0: Then <laughs> now he'll be gone mad. Now I won't forget his best friend oh, Mark Henry on the podcast you anymore.
1: Not, you can't even believe it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor after Bam Bam Healy fell out of ACB last week, you know, and, and oh. we given giving out about uh Mark Henry here, you know. Just... Like no, no, he could be fucking he, he, out the door. He could be he could be running away. From, that's pretty quick. But um, <laughs> yeah. Look.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Man was coming off the biggest win of his career mm-hmm. against uh, OSP. That was uh, I think a lot of I think he was a big underdog in that, and I don't think a lot of people saw him just KOing uh, OSP. I think uh, a lot of people were high on OSP because of the John Jones, even though he he lost that that pretty clearly. It was uh it was close, and uh, a lot of people kind of uh had a uh, high regard for osp and then jimmy manor came in and sparked him. so that that was, that was a huge win for him and now he's got this uh main event spot in his hometown last time he had a main event spot i think was uh, alexander Gustafsson but they they kind of they kind of fed him to alexander Gustafsson yeah. at the time to try and remake the john jones fight with, with with Gus but uh i'd have to go with uh jimmy manor on this one he's got really strong leg kicks and uh, like he actually only started mma three years before he was in the ufc <clears throat> He hadn't thrown a punch, a kick in his life. He, he told me in London for before, before three years before he was in the UC. So he, he he was very raw when he got in, even though even though he was running through everybody in Bama and the local scenes. Um he seems to be putting it together now. Like he's very strong as well. And um I'd have to I'd have to I'd see it probably maybe a late if it's a five round or so it's a late TKO for Manor, where maybe brutalise the legs a bit and uh take away Corey Anderson's movement. And
0: then uh, finish him. Um, I don't see that. Way. I th- I see it the other. Way. I think Beaston will take him down and and uh, win in the first couple of rounds. I, I st- I'm still not so all the Manoa's take down defense. I know he did a good job against uh, against OSP, and he's you can't fuck with with Manoa's striking. You know he's obviously very very good. Um, but yeah, I I think Corey Anderson is good enough in the striking to survive long enough to go in and get the takedown. I don't think he'll have any problem getting the takedown, to be honest. I think he's his last fight, he was very, very impressive. I think it was the best uh, performance of his career against Sean Khan. I know he lost um, to Shogun by his good decision before that, but... you mm. know, Put
1: away by Volante as well, <laughs> enough, Yeah. But I
0: don't know, you know, he's... He, he doesn't have a submission win on his record yet, but that last that last performance against Sean you know... I, I think there's one coming, or maybe a TKO again, but um, I still don't think, I, I'm not sold on Manoa as a top guy yet. He's number four in the rankings. I'm kind of feeling
1: the same way about Corey Anderson. It kind of seems like every time he steps up to fight a kind of higher level fighter, he he, he loses. Uh, mm-hmm. Like his wins are over Justin Jones, Jan Boloski, Maldonado, Tom Lawler and Sean O'Connell, and he lost to Volante and Shogun.
0: Yeah, you could be right. I suppose time—I time will tell. That's why we do it. That's why we—why we get yeah. we into I was thinking about that actually. Like, MMA is so hard to predict. Like, looking at that Darius fight, like, uh, I, I went the way I thought the whole yeah. way through. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was looking
1: exactly like we thought it would look, and then yeah. he, got
0: KO'd, he, <laughs> he just got KO'd in one second. It's that's what's so good about there. MMA.
1: That's like yeah. so you can that's why uh, yeah that's that's part of the reason why I I enjoyed the the Wonderboy-Woodley rematch so much because I thought at any moment one guy could be like it was it was on a knife's edge even though not a lot was happening in in my mind as I was watching it anyway yeah I think there's a lot of that the same stuff with Anderson Silva fights a lot of fights that people didn't like of Anderson Silva's that went decisions or that weren't high output people thought they were boring fights but I always thought that they were really interesting yeah
0: I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it can be, but I don't know that that Wonder Boy one. It's just I, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, to be honest. Like I, I was a fan of GSPs, but I, uh, I suppose that's kind of a different point. They, they were more boring, and you know, it's, we know it's not going to finish. We know it's going to a decision way, but I just like sometimes I like watching the dominance like that, but. I suppose that's a chat for another day. Uh, actually, did, just, did
1: Brad Pickett get an opponent? Sort of, he did,
0: it? he did. Yeah, I was just gonna mention that before we move on. He's fighting Marlon Vera, I believe. Um, uh, at Bantamweight. It's oh, supposed yeah. to be his uh,
1: actually,
0: yeah. his uh, retirement fight here. Who's who's he supposed to be fighting? Um,
1: um,
0: hmm. uh, let me just see oh. here. Henry Bionis, he pulled out obviously uh, Nick, uh, Nick. Neil Siri put in his uh, putting his name to be to replace him, but I think he was on Snapchat. Air drinking pints of Guinness the other day, so uh, I say Sean, Sean Shelby probably probably follows <laughs> him. So,
1: celebrating yeah. Liverpool's huge three points over Burnley.
0: <laughs> referees, the referees are a joke in that game. What a farce!
1: Sure, you'd know all about joke referees being a Man United fan, anyway, oh, wouldn't you? Nah,
0: would you stop that playing Chelsea tonight? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dragged Man United into the into the Champions League, race kicking and screaming with a bunch of offside goals.
0: The people listening to this now They're going to have seen The Man United-Chelsea match So what, what's your prediction for us, on, Man United uh,
1: uh, It depends what, what Like uh, The lineup Chelsea go for if, if they go for a full team I, I'd have to see them, sure, them Of course they're going to go
0: for a full team Why would they not They have no Europe Nothing else They just have this
1: Yeah because it's only a provincial cup And nobody cares Yeah but <laughs> Of course <they're
0: laughs> <the> Man, <laughs> Man United are without Rooney um, Oh no well, That's a real shame <laughs> Rooney Zlatan Martial Rash And Rashford all four strikers out. how
1: does Latan only get three games a stomp two dives and a, an elbow and he gets three games
0: that's not the so what's, what's your predictions all for uh, Chelsea against Man United
1: um, I'd say it'll be really tight I, for, uh, Mourinho might do the old uh, six at the back job they're going to play five at the
0: back I, I reckon Fellaini up front
1: I'd say uh, yeah I'd say it'd be uh, probably six at the back four four centre backs two wing backs and lump it up to Fellaini Um can, like get a flick on her uh, of Fellaini no I, yeah I'd say Ooh, Martial I'm, up front then
0: is it no 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 I, you're not listening to me Rooney Zlatan Martial Rashford are all out
1: oh it's really okay. Fellaini
0: up front who
1: Fellaini just by himself yeah. is there nobody else yeah.
0: no no, there's no one else
1: Mata behind him probably
0: yeah Adam Mkhitaryan probably mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's a tough one Mkhitaryan's a bit hit and miss 3-0
0: um, Chelsea I reckon I
1: don't know it's maybe tighter than that Mourinho knows how to make a game into a stinker this could be a real stinker
0: do you know what's funny actually? You know, at the start of the year, Man United went to, to Anfield and played six at the back against Liverpool. It was funny. Yeah. The first, that was the first quarter of the year. Now we're in, the, what, the third quarter of the year. And Liverpool are at home at Anfield playing six at the back against Burnley in the last 15 minutes of the game. Not funny how things happen.
1: <laughs> For like the last two minutes of the game? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, they brought Lucas on with like 14 minutes to go. Yeah,
1: he's at a defensive mid, though, wasn't he? Yeah, playing yeah,
0: where's he been playing all season?
1: Well, he played a few games centre back because uh, of the go, uh, go, go away, go away, go away!
0: Scum, pure shit! Uh, yeah. They're not going to finish sixth. It's going to be hilarious. Anyway, let's get to uh, <laughs> let's quickly look Townsend. at this uh, at this ACB card. Um, I didn't see much of it to be honest. I was had better things to do in my life. Um, but it was a it was a pretty good card all the way around. Mamet Kaladov came in there and absolutely destroyed Luke Barnett. You know, I think pretty predictable. Luke Barnett is not a great fighter and Calilov went in there and uh, took him out. Um, you know, he's I doubt we're ever gonna see him in Bellator or the UFC or anything he's gonna keep with A C B and KSW and them fair play to him, you know, keep making that cha Cheng. Um Brennan Lachnan, as you said, defeated Mike Wilkinson round one, KO really
1: impressive stuff. Phil. He 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 had him kind of put away and then the rest kind of let it go a bit, and Mike Wilkinson showed a lot of heart and stood up and just got kneed straight back down to the ground, and that was the end of it. It was very impressive from Brendan Lochner and they um that was a rematch of a, a, a UFC fight between the two after after Tough, which uh, w- was a split decision that went to Mike Wilkinson. That a lot of people thought went the other way, so it was a it sh- I think it showed the progression of Brendan Lacny. I think he said himself in the, the post fight interview with with Severe that uh, he Who wasn't was ready for him to uh sean was he oh Sean Beth.
0: i didn't recognize his voice i was like who the fuck is that who the fuck is that guy <laughs>
1: yeah who the fuck is that guy Locknats? so i think he said himself that he wasn't ready before but now he's ready for the ufc i think he can go into the ufc and compete with some of the some of the top guys like maybe not the very very top one. yeah the top 15 it? guys
0: what's he for fi- is he fighting a welterweight now or, or sorry a featherweight or lightwell <laughs>
1: well, right. um no yeah he's fighting that um Federer. at uh
0: yeah. Um he seems to me like a guy who's happy enough fighting in A C B and tank on them.
1: Um uh, I think I think he wants I think he's I think he feels he was gonna push out of the UC a bit quick at the yeah, time. I always
0: felt that as well. I think he's a good fighter. Definitely think he's a talented guy. Yeah, I got Bellator. Bellator should pick him up. He'd be a good addition to the I already. think the UC should pick him
1: yeah, up. He's yeah. a good guy to have for these European cards. He's in exciting fights. Like that Tom Dukinrois fight was very close. Like a lot of people are very high on Tom Ducanwois. I know he's a, people say oh he's a weight class bigger, but he still uh still really brought it to Tom Ducanwa, like Tom was obviously you're very high on him. A lot of people are very high mm-hmm. on him. Uh Mike Wilkinson like doesn't get pulled away like that, like just not getting the first round like that, like very often. So that was a very big win for Brendan Locknain, and I'm sure I'm sure Shelby was keeping a close eye on that not that bout.
0: Yeah. Uh I Pascu, obviously another SPG Ireland guy, uh, lost out as well and, and that, did you see that fight?
1: No, I, I, I didn't. Say, yeah, but uh
0: yeah, I, it was a unanimous decision. I didn't, I didn't see it either, but I think a couple of people were saying it was a a good fight between the two of them. So, for putting him uh, SPG as well, uh, SPG Manchester. I think Saul Rogers got a uh, got guillotine second round a bit of a shock. Yeah,
1: choked out cold. Yeah, a yeah. sloppy shot. Uh, it was it was actually real good scrambles on the ground. I think. Uh, yeah, Saul nearly got caught in a guillotine earlier on in the fight he got an arm bar which looked very close and he managed to survive that and then he got a takedown on top did a bit of his own work and then he shot in on another takedown and just it was a kind of sloppy shot and he's he, your man locked on the choke uh closed guard and Saul tried to fight it but went out cold Um yeah. it was uh it was, it was unexpected but a, a huge win uh for uh what, what was your man's name again
0: um it was Ariel Pritia.
1: Yeah, I hadn't even heard of him before, so that was a big statement for him to come in and take out somebody that saw Rogers, who a lot of people would, would have in the top top three or four unsigned or guys who should be in the UFC that aren't. Yeah.
0: Uh Rob Whiteford as well picked up a good check out over an fan. Brilliant yeah. choke, but I don't like how he smashed Nam Van's face into the ground after yeah. he had been out. I wouldn't be. It's kind of out. one thing dropping Classless.
1: him. It's one thing dropping him like John Jones dropped Machida, just with no regard. But actually putting a bit of force into into dropping mm-hmm. him is is another. I think I don't think like I think John Jones was borderline. Like he just let go and he could have put him down nicely. It would have been a nice thing to do, but he didn't throw him into the ground. But yeah. I think Whiteford did throw him into the ground, which was which the ref should have been closer though. I think as well too.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a classless act to be honest. From Robert the uh,
1: yeah, especially after such an impressive win. Like, well, there's no need to taint it like that. And people are going to remember that. People have people want a reason to dislike you. They they have one now.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, Dean Garnett as well. I know you were very impressed with him. When he got the win over. Um, yeah, being
1: kick to the body, dropped him. Uh, yeah, he, he's a jiu-jitsu guy. He, he's actually um, he runs, he owns his own gym, Aspire, in Liverpool, and I think. Uh, Philpot was over there and um he moved up, or moved over there from uh from next gen in, in Northern Ireland. He's still with Rodney in next gen, but he's going over there for camps and stuff as well. And uh, he's been concentrating on that for a while, Dean Garnett. And but before we when we saw him before, he seemed to be all jiu-jitsu. He was very good on the ground and heel hooks and stuff like that. But his striking really has come on massively. Like I don't think I'd ever seen him throw a kick before and he was throwing really nice kicks, like a spin spinning back kick to the body was what finished him in the end. So massive improvements there from Dean Granett.
0: Mm-hmm. Anything else in that card, Ken Musa went in and got a win, More cut uh, him off as well. Um,
1: yeah. uh, Andy Devent mm-hmm. beat uh, the Cheesecake Assassin, Danny Mitchell, who uh, people might remember Danny Mitchell fought Pendred to a draw after uh, Danny Mitchell spiked Pendred on his head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, no, what's a, you know, a bit of MMA. No. Not like that, but uh, okay, yeah. Let's let's move on before we get to the questions. uh mckinsey Darn followed at the weekend. You watch it? You weren't very impressed with her. No, career. her
1: her striking, um, her striking didn't look good at all, um, and it looks like like she shouldn't be missing weight, um, to be honest. Again, um, she didn't look in the greatest shape. She kind of tired, but her ground game is obviously so much superior to uh. To the girl she was fighting. <laughs> I think there's a gif or a little video gone online yeah. of her spinning crazily and throwing hands. it just looks ludicrous. But I think Mackenzie Dern has a long way to go. I think a lot of people got overexcited uh about saying, Oh, she beat this person in the UC and that person in the UC and I think she I think she's still very young in her career and it takes a while to transition from from grappling to, to MMA. There's a lot more to it. Um I think she—they need to slow, slow down. Not that they gave her a tough opponent. I think that was her opponent's second ever fight, but uh, all this talk of her fighting top top girls, I think, is uh, it's a bit premature.
0: I think if she gets anyone in the UFC to the ground, she wins easily because she's the best jujitsu female. Well, she got this girl down repeatedly
1: though, and couldn't couldn't do much with it.
0: Nah, yeah, but these you know these things happen as well. Um, I think she needs time to develop yeah, definitely, the kind of definitely,
1: strikes right in to, to open people up. On the ground, yeah, but
0: she's in a good camp as well. no a good management team. She's training with uh with Benson Henderson and him at the uh, at the lab. I think I yeah, think she will Mark improve. Herndon, you know? Or not,
1: Mark Henry <laughs> Crouch, yeah, John right.
0: Crouch, yeah, good team. You know, I think she's she's a good place. Well, no, obviously, her father as well is uh is a martial artist, very famous martial artist as well. And you know, she's over in Brazil training a lot as well. You know, she's she's kind of a Brazilian American, so you know, I still have a high hopes for her. the weight issue. You know, she. It's her, she's a bit built like Kelvin Gaston, a little bit, you know. She thick as a ball of porridge. You know I mean? <laughs> it, she's she can make one 115, all right, but I think 125 pounds would be her division. And I, I think she should just fight there outside of the UFC, you know, have her fight there. And that division is more than likely coming, you know, it's, it's probably going to come soon. Um, you know, she, you know, naturally, she's kind of a, a you know, she she just built a little bit bigger than you know. You look at look at Injelic; she's a very slight build. You know, a lot of people like that. You know, she she doesn't have that slight build. You know, she's a little bit bigger of a build, and I think it's uh, she's going to be a, a 125er going forward. She can she can make 115. She's made so before, I think but, she
1: make 15, no problem. really. Not no problem yeah, obviously because know. she's missed it twice now, but it shouldn't be that much of a problem. I don't think she didn't seem in the best cardio shape. A, a bit more, a bit more uh, road work and cardio, and she'd probably make that extra five pounds easy enough
0: yeah yeah like you yeah possibly you could be right um but she's obviously one of the one of the top prospects you know i suppose you judge her kind of harder because of how much and
1: the skills that she has on the ground are obviously phenomenal but yeah. gotcha. But i think the, 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 she needs a few more fights before people can before it's uh, a little bit slower than people maybe expected when when she first came in
0: I, I I tend to agree with you, Graham. For once, for once you might. Be right. <laughs> for once you, you could be right. All right. Let's uh, let's get to the questions. Uh, first one, as always, from uh, from Mr. Podge. Uh, if Poirier beats Alvarez, their were match this week. Where will you put him in the lightweight pitcher title shot? If he can be, if he can win a few on the way.
1: Uh, I don't know. If people are going to be scrambling to see the Conor McGregor doesn't Poirier rematch. Yeah,
0: well, will Conor McGregor be the champion. You know, is he ever going to fight him MMA Megan? It looks like I suppose, I suppose we should mention the Floyd Mayweather thing. Yeah, I, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about it, and I said like the 30%, I think it's like 90% now. You think it's 90%? Think it's, Why? Yeah, <laughs> because Floyd Mayweather set a date. Uh, Dana White was out talking about, oh, you know, if you want to be a draw like Conor McGregor, you you should, you know, you can't deserve that money until your Conor McGregor I went on the Jim Rome show. And said, um, "I wouldn't stop Conor McGregor from having that fight. You know, if the fight is there from him, I think that fight is happening. To be honest, I, I'm almost, I'm almost sure of it now. Babe. But, um, yeah, so uh, you, I, I watched Fly Mayweather's interview with Rio Ferdinand. And you would have gone fucking insane. He's like, uh, he, he's a, he's a fighter. I'm a fighter. We're all fighters. <laughs> what,
1: <laughs> what are they? you fighting? Let's have a fight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's, do you know what McGregor should do though?" Um, he should have um, a, a, an out in his contract that if he wins, they have to fight in MMA. That would be, it. that would be, he's not going to win, like we all know he's not going to win, but that would be hilarious. So just, just like, it'd be a brilliant thing for him to say, like in the build up, I'm going to knock you out and then I'm going to beat choke you out in MMA afterwards. You know, that'd be fucking unbelievable. But um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, if he managed to beat Mayweather in the striking, uh, why would Mayweather agree to an MMA? Bit? <laughs>
0: that's, that's a good point. That is a good point. But uh, yeah, that's not going to happen anyway. But uh, I'm, like it's annoying now, But want to get signed? I'm actually looking forward to because the shit talking stuff is going to be hilarious. Like you know, it's that's basically why I want this fight and why a lot of people want it because you know, that shit talking will be will be absolutely brilliant. But to get back to the question, poria ranked number ten at the moment. Um, If he beats uh, Eddie Alvarez, you know, probably moving him up. And there's lots of guys there there's obviously Michael Johnson who who beat him says there hasn't fought in a while I think he's coming back now you have Barboza he's now he's not moving up much to be honest Darius is above him and I think he will be for a while but um, yeah, yeah Parry is probably is a good fighter close personal friend of mine as well so <laughs> uh, from Farrell Connolly friend of the podcast go man Farrell uh, what UFC champion will defend the belt the most in 2017 most successfully Hmm. Um, hmm. I suppose uh, uh, Wooden is already Defended at 1 So he I suppose he is A, a head start them. Who's, uh, who's he going to
1: when, when was the Tim Elliott fight? Was that December or January?
0: It wasn't January anyway, no, it, was, it was December before that he, yeah, he could be one He's Wilson Hayes Coming up pretty soon yeah.
1: Could be him Nunes. Mm, Nah, probably not Yeah um,
0: tough to know really isn't it because i'd say, I'd say dj dj probably get in three again this year I'd say.
1: yeah yeah i'd say so yeah he's um, a safe option anyway <laughs>
0: yeah andy at andy ste123 tyson pedro versus little nog at ufc auckland what do you think
1: poor little nog uh, um i don't know maybe he should join the this Le- legends league geez <laughs>
0: yeah, that that'd be a, a tremendous beating but um l- that's the type of fight little going could take you <laughs> know because he's an insane bastard but uh yeah uh question here from from patrick sheehan at Pat Sheehan one two three do you think that the fact that many fighters are being given TUVs and reduced sentences but be- well, I-, I retroactive TUVs, i presume he means and reduced sentences because of tainted supplements has a net result of the media and fans beginning to reserve judgment until you to give their full results and sentences
1: yeah i I think um i think they shouldn't unless they have to pull them from a fight i don't think they should they should announce the potential violation until they actually do the proper research to see what happened if they're just gonna like that that's gonna be beside your name forever in people in a lot of people's minds even if you do get cleared even if you did do nothing wrong all these people claiming oh it was skin cream oh it was this it was boner pills, it was a purple vial from Thailand, all this shite. Um people just kinda assume you're lying. And uh, even if you get cleared, they just assume that it was some kind of technicality. So I think they they should probably do their research before they out somebody's name with a beside a potential USADA violation. Unless they have to pull them from a fight, then obviously there's there's a problem there with why is he going the fight?
0: i think i think it's changing a little bit i think well, people are giving them that benefit of the doubt now i think people realize there's been so as patrick said in that question like look at timmy uh tim tim means look at Joel Romero. you know i i know what you're saying as well they're yeah. still tainted with it but well, i think, well, I think though what that. i think
1: happens is these guys they they pop for something then they frantically go out and buy yeah, all the stuff test them and try to find what that and they're like that's what i took and it's like no you didn't but, yeah
0: it's a little bit of both i'd say. i'd probably say it's leaning more to what you're saying there but there definitely is a little bit of, of all of it but you know i suppose if you can find it out you can find it out um yeah i think people are reserving. like th- there's a thing in mma where people get insane for a while mad about things and then they kind of realize and then those things go away like remember uriah faber and when he used to be like the uh, the one the fight before the pay-per-view and people are like oh why is uriah faber not in pay-per-view and other people like loads of people and then people realize oh yeah that's why because you know they can get better exposure they're not going to get extra money because they're on pay-per-view and all you know all that sort of stuff yeah things like that happen all the time they just really you never hear that anymore really you know little bits um it's the same now with posters you know people are mad on posters oh you see posters like all their posters and shit like just get over it for fuck's sake what was the whole
1: thing uh, i don't like anthony johnson looming over me it's like they've used that style poster for about 10 years What what Why is it a problem now?
0: I have no idea why I was mad. That was just pointless stupidity, I think. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, Mr. Pod. again. again, uh, how big is ACB? Do you think it could be bigger than Bellator? And does the lack of pay-per-view market in Russia hold it back from challenging the UFC?
1: Um, as big as Bellator? It's tough, because Bellator That's have the Viacom tough. behind them. Yeah. Like ACB it, obviously has some it's getting, out, well. getting That could have a TV deal, doing like a million on TV in America. I see that... Uh, you never know if they get the right TV deal, but I, I don't see it. I don't hear any rumblings about it about to happen or anything. And Bellator do do some very good numbers on on TV uh, from time to time with big fights, maybe like when Kimbo was there or when Tito Ortiz and Chael Sonnen, the kind of legends, are fighting. They do very good numbers.
0: Yeah, I think they're still. I think and, they're still growing. They're not. have had like two good events so far. A couple, maybe a couple. Yeah, more. that
1: was a very good card they put on. Yeah. They put on there. Maybe a few too many fights, but. but some very good fights on the card yeah
0: they're obviously there are their relations with certain media as well there's something that uh (laughs) you know yeah yeah. exactly but um media or pr people pr yeah pr folks there you go yeah um we leave it at that (laughs) with two high profile asses in the last two weeks speaking to be professional does one to warn the binder How long till sean Sheehan gets the bullet at team sheehan <laughs> it hasn't, it hasn't been a great time now. Uh, Ray Borg is kind of B team Sheehan. I think he's. Ah, no, yeah, I've, always, no, I've always been a Ray Borg fan, so he got to, he got the big win as well. Darius did did pretty well. Uh, Wonderboy cool, won that
1: cooler, fight. Son, the cooler. You're gonna put the cool on Big Fran as well. You gonna drop <laughs> that white train before you derail it.
0: Francie fancy can't be bet. There you go. The cool. I like that cooler. That the cooler.
1: <laughs> I know, like the
0: like the refrigerator. Remember, that fucker? Yeah. there's there's someone someone
1: I with a guy. I used to, I used to be yeah. propping, and the, the other prop was a guy called the the fridge, as we call him, because he nice. was, was paddy the Patty the fridge Barrett. I like that.
0: Someone's gonna, someone's definitely gonna do up a graphic of the Sean the cooler. Sheehan I like. that <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, a couple of questions there from at Dan's Nobly. Can Volante continue to fight in his style? It seems like he takes way too much damage for his rewards.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a tough style for longevity. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it's tough to know with Volante because maybe it's maybe it's the best style for him. We don't really know. We've never really seen him fight another another way. Um, but his fight IQ is just the problem. That's the problem. Um, wrong shot selection, just uh, bad fight IQ. Yeah,
0: he's he's a bit like one of those, um, like Andy Cole back in the day, who kind of a headless. When he when he's in there and he doesn't have to think about it, he's very good. But when he has to think, he's terrible. You know, he's he can't put anything together. But when he when he gets in the exchanges, he can be good at times. Where, you know, it's Just
1: you know, when he gets very get, harsh. Uh, Andy Cole. <sighs> especially for a Man United fan.
0: If he was like that though, you know, Louis Saha as well, a bit like that, you know.
1: Give him put him through and go, give him too much time when you get the nosebleed. bleed. Yeah. Give him a, sn- yeah. a snapshot, he'll bury it.
0: Uh huh. T.O. Alcott, another one like that, you know.
1: Raheem Sterling. He's just a sprinter. He's just a sprinter, T.O. Yeah.
0: There you go. Uh, Ryan Thomas, he's a couple of questions here all about the light heavy at the vision basically saying that he needs a n- new injection. He he lists a few names there. Um one of them being uh, being Carl Moore. I definitely think Karen Moore should get signed to the UFC, but the UFC have been letting a couple of their light events go. Obviously, Sarkonov came back. Bader's future hasn't been uh, decided yet. Um, who else? They let Andy Krylov go. You know, so I'm not sure, I'm not sure, how, you know, what they're doing with division, to be honest. Have you any ideas?
1: Yeah, maybe they are trying to freshen it up a bit. I don't, it, it is strange. Um, it could be just a money thing just trying to cut down on these guys that don't sell pay-per-views, that don't don't put bums on seats ticket-wise, and that are earning that are earning a bit too much in the WME minds. The roster is some, maybe is a bit too big, it kind of gets inflated and then load, loads of cuts come along and it, it kind of seems to, to happen every couple of years that a bunch of people get cut at the same time or around the same time or don't get their contracts renewed. So maybe they're just trying to trim down the roster in, in order to bring in some fresh blood, or maybe they're just trying to trim down the roster in order to save money
0: yeah i agree uh we'll get through a couple of these ones quick uh alex backwell a good question actually do you think volantis corner was giving him too much input during the the fight i i do i uh, and i didn't think the input was great either i think they were being a very very negative maybe that's the type of guy that john valente you know needs it uh but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be there sounds like
1: he wasn't implementing whatever game plan they had no, no. And they got frustrated and but you need to yeah need to be a really probably a calming influence rather than screaming
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh shane Kylie asks does honey Yaya have a case for challenge in the decision in the fight due to not getting five minutes to recover from the headbutt
1: um well like good luck with that <laughs> exactly that's <laughs> always
0: the reaction yeah
1: like yeah. they just tell you to go fuck yourself the first day like it never works it's just a waste of everybody's time
0: yeah i agree yeah no he he probably doesn't have a case. uh peter the, the the Vilbis asks, "Who do you think should be Vitor's final fight?" I think we agreed on uh, and Anderson is a good option for that uh, earlier in the podcast. Johnny Byrne asks, "Do you think judging in MMA has improved drastically?" Uh, he cites the Formiga and Borg fight. I actually, I, I think it actually has. I, I think MMA judging has improved an awful lot. There's obviously still the the few. Um,
1: Last few week decisions. it was the wrong decision in the main event of the yeah. out.
0: But remember, like when I was doing the, the awards, bringing up the nominations, of so I like there wasn't that many bad uh, decisions all last year. I couldn't find, like I can only find like three or four really, really bad decisions for us to for us to vote on. So I actually think the judges are doing a pretty good job. Fairness.
1: Yeah, I think the maybe the 10-8s might be a bit wonky for a while while people get used to used to the new the new rules if they ever get brought in worldwide, which is kind of weird. Every second show seems to be a different set of rules, which is very awkward.
0: Yeah. Um, um one one or two yeah. more questions here. A good one from Fraz, actually, at from Fraz, at Fraz uh one zero zero one. Question you've kind of thought about before. If McGregor and Floyd fought in a boxing match, how many times do you reckon McGregor would get away with sleeping sweeping his legs in the clinch?
1: Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think Connor's best option would be to, to to get into like dirty boxing and kind of half clinching and landing shots like that. Uh yeah, it's just, Floyd is just a master of defensive boxing, it's, it's going to be tough unless you make it a real dirty, if you try to box with him, like, it's just not, it's not going to, the chances aren't high, I think the better chances are, getting making it dirty, making it as, maybe throwing in a few little illegal things, piss Floyd off, get him angry, just rough him up a bit, like, use your, use your strength in the clinch that, that that, he, that Connor has from years of grappling that Floyd doesn't have, like, Floyd okay. likes to grapple a lot in, in his uh, boxing bouts when, uh, to close the distance and buy time, he won't be able to do that against Connor, I don't think.
0: Yeah, uh, he's no chance. Floyd will just kill him. No, but
1: it's it's that's that's that that is the like the yeah the only place where Connor would have the advantage. uh like looking at it now, like just from the outside, is the clinch.
0: Yeah, spinning wheel kick him. That that do ah. You're just spinning back where can the, you, you the can't do that? Him I think. Can you? You can't. Can
1: no, you can't. can't. The boxing is very specific with the the Queens rules. Queensbury. Mm-hmm.
0: Injury. Uh, Robert yeah, very loyal. To the
1: league, very loyal.
0: At Robert Park 2011. Who do you think of winning an MMA fight? Jamie Cargar or Marwan Fellaini?
1: I don't know. Uh, a bit of a coward, isn't he?
0: What? What are you talking about? his elbows. Yeah, el- el- j-
1: elbowing people while not looking and stuff, what? and then pretending. Oh, it's like breaking lads' legs his legs did he break
0: loads of people he hurt Nanny poor Nanny what did he ever do with anyone
1: he broke no legs Nanny, Nanny's a little diving shite Nanny,
0: Nanny literally never harmed anyone especially opposition defences. fucking <laughs>
1: bastard <laughs> he had one good season where he, he did, crossed yeah. the ball onto, onto Rooney's head about 18 times in a row remember? yeah yeah, I do remember that fucker
0: uh, at, we have a couple of quick ones here Just at the soup lad Kevin Lee uh, called out Habib afterwards do you think he gets that fight um no no either do i ask steve Burger, do you think kelvin gassam will go on to win a belt over the next couple of years
1: Hmm, it is very tough at the top of that division um i don't think so to be honest i think jackeray they are just just bad star matches from big guys
0: yeah i don't think he will either but he could i wouldn't rule out uh alan at ajk underscore dublin who's the biggest promotion in europe acb keil george Obama?
1: Um, the biggest, um, depends how you define. It. I don't know who has the best TV deals and stuff as well. Like, do ACB have good TV deals?
0: No, I don't think so. I'd say um, Batman at the moment. Cage yeah. Wars are building up If you're looking over like last year,
1: deals being on, on TV and being yeah. on full Pass and stuff, but they, they kind of are reintroducing themselves they kind of they would have had all, a lot of them fighters from Bama if they hadn't taken that hiatus or yeah. a lot of the Irish fighters Bama have that kind of set them back a bit but uh, yeah I'd say Bama at the moment but there's yeah. a lot of problems with Bama as well so.
0: Shem's Reardon asks about uh, the 211 card being stacked and uh, will, could we have a couple of bear months I think it's okay I think, I think we'll be alright I think a lot of the champions have still to fight and stuff so I think uh, it's grand that that card is stacked we'll have other ones coming up after final question from Nate at Neil Gilday, what's your favorite type of takeaway?
1: Ooh, um, it does change from time to time. Um, it's a tough one. Pizza's probably over the years, but at the moment, I'd probably go Chinese. I
0: have an awful of craving for a pizza at the moment, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pizza with that one. But uh, it's all about healthy, clean eating with me at the moment. So uh, brown rice and uh, beef. There you go. That's my favorite. Cooked by myself. Not take away. I, I lied. Actually, we one more question at BCM Dublin. I asked. I teased it earlier. Um, who do you think wins in a fight for an interim belt, lightweight? Tony Ferguson or Nate Diaz?
1: Uh, uh, Nate.
0: I think Nate wins as well. That's a Nate when he when he takes
1: one. when Nate takes a fight seriously and comes in shape yeah. and comes ready, he's 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 a beast. Oh, and southpaw southpaw is, is always awkward, like. Uh, like even Connor, as a southpaw fighting a southpaw, it was it was awkward for him in the in the first fight. It was it's different shots. It's it, it's just an extra little uh, problem to overcome for your your opposition. And, and Nate Tony, uses it really well.
0: Tony isn't submitting him either. Like no hope. He's probably not knocking him out more than likely.
1: Yeah, even if you do get an eight as in a number or leg lock or something like that, he's probably not going to tap even if you mm-hmm. have it.
0: And Tony's going to get tired before him as well. Like I could see Nate winning that in like the fifth round or something like that. I'll oh, make that fight happen. Please oh, make man, be that fight. So good, wouldn't it? Oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah, happen. probably. like
1: actually, I don't like interim belts, but just fucking whatever they want. Two interim belts, yeah. one each. <laughs> interim belts for everybody.
0: Money. <laughs> <each>, yeah,
1: <laughs> I like. I
0: like that idea. I like that idea. Right. That's another uh, another week in the books. I'm gonna have an article actually on uh, on Shardog this week, so I'll check that out on how terrible the UFC London card is. Um, we've loads of bastard. What?
1: What? Negative bastard, Fuck you
0: never liked joining. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Se- severe art on YouTube. We have loads of uh interviews from ACB. You're going to be over at UC London, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, so there you go. noel
1: PT myself and yeah. Stephen Sean are coming down as well. On the nice. uh, yeah,
0: the stub in London, we about to pass out. There you go,
1: party day in London. It's a strange one, bad crack, bad crack. Anyway. Oh, actually, hard, hard knocks oh. uh, on Paddy's day, oh, yeah. uh, Dylan Logan's fighting, and JMS, John Michael Shield, is making his long-awaited comeback, 8-1. Uh, and one. He, His only loss was a very controversial split decision a few years ago in Cage Warriors. Um, That should be interesting. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a stream or not, but if I'll, I'll look into it, and I'll put the information out on the Severe Facebook and Twitter if it is available to watch.
0: Yeah, is an article as well up today. Have a look at that, lads. Uh, talking to KSW, uh, Norman Parkinson. R- 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 the
1: yeah, there you go. Good to see him branching out.
0: <laughs> Phenomenal goal scorer and getting into <laughs> yeah. it <Indiana> as well. <laughs>
1: out so, uh, good in there. Check that out.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please uh, retweet the podcast, spread the word, uh, put it on Facebook, Instagram, all that good thing. Tag us. And oh, if you have haven't already,
1: go into the iTunes uh, yeah. store and give us a, re- a positive review. Yeah, Calculate if you have negative review, take them elsewhere. Go to other podcasts with them. you <laughs> <come laughs> got
0: <post them> <laughs> go to talk and roll with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he doesn't listen to, oh, he listened actually last week. I heard him making a making a reference to it, so I better be careful.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've got to stop slagging all so yeah. much now that he listens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sure, of course he listens. We're actually here's a good fact for you, we're actually the top MMA podcast out of all MMA podcasts last week in Ireland, so there you go, oh, really? you're listening, oh, really? you're listening oh, really? to literally <laughs> literally Ireland's top MMA podcast, or the world's top MMA podcast in Ireland, so, so there you go, <laughs> right. this has been the longest outro in the history of the podcast, before we go, as always, inspirational quote, everyone wants it, best look at everyone as well in Cheltenham, this, this, is good. this quote here is going to win you money, any tips in the me at ChanchiNBA, at Severe MMA Graham,
1: winning tips only,
0: only winning tips, you can have anything you want, when you give up the belief that you can't have it. See you next Tuesday.